Welcome back. Welcome back, people. This is the uh, third episode officially of the Richards BS. Uh, Hand to maybe change names here in a couple weeks, and uh, we'll talk about why. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Exactly. We missed you guys. (laughs) So we actually have some really big news. Um, I talked about it last time in the podcast uh, last week. Uh, It's been official, man. It's a contract is signed. We got a little studio on board now. I am excited. It is a great vibe to be in here. I'm going to probably make a couple Instagram videos just so you guys could see what we're working with here. But uh, I really love the vibe in this studio. So chill, too. Yeah, so... uh, I'm excited, man. Excited for this little change. Luis is going to come on board. You guys are going to be hearing from both of us every single week, and uh, we're just going to have some fun. I love it. Also, what topics today? Let's go right into it right now. So we obviously do the little weekly recap on there because we like to talk about recent stuff that's going on. And the two big things that came out this week, man, uh, Narcos Season 2 dropped. Narcos. Narcos Season 2 dropped. It was nice. It was nice. It was pretty interesting, too. Which we're definitely going to talk about it in a little bit, yeah, dude. I, I really, I really like how now it's showing all these cartels in one like episode, and now it's getting intense. Like before, I think the season was the season before was like an introduction for sure, but now it's like, oh damn, like this is exactly where it's going. Because <laughs> I mean, like I said, me, and you know the history. Of a, lot of, a lot of our people from our culture know the history too, but we don't know the details about why. It happened, yeah, for sure. Know? I think I think if you grow up Hispanic, Mexican. Um, obviously, you know about the narcos growing up. You know, you hear the name El Chapo when you're like three, four years well, old. And then the Arianos are named, well, <laughs> they're right here in TJ too, yeah. you know. So we definitely were, well, we were kids when we were hearing about this stuff. But I think now we have a better understanding of what happened. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I really like that. Um, I will be honest, though. I binge watched the shit out of this one. So I'm already <laughs> actually done with season Dude, two. If you want to talk about like, <laughs> if you want to spoil it for me, because I'm going to watch it anyways, yeah. bro. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. As we go. Well, this is a funny thing, right? People are like, oh, don't spoil it for me. But it's like, if you know, if you know history, bro, you already know what's going to happen. Exactly. It's like, oh, a chapel died? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Like, Like, we all know a chapel's still alive, right? (laughs) So, Um, so, I mean, I will actually spoil it because I still want you to see it. I still want people, you know, who are listening to be able to check it out. But I will tell you this. It's a dope at season. It really does bring more of the attention to all the different areas. So, you know, you're going to learn more about um, the Tijuana Cartel, the Sinaloa Cartel, the Juarez Cartel. Um, They bring in people from El Golfo now, too. So um, it's dope, man. It's dope. It's uh, it's legit. And uh, I'm fucking, I'm excited. I, I really think they're going to do a season three where they're going to expand yeah. even more. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Dude, and, and I don't know, like, I mean, a lot of our friends maybe uh, during the hard times. I mean, I'm pretty sure right now there's just a lot of stuff going on in, in Mexico with them, too. But I think even during the times we would go to TJ and we were younger. Yeah. I mean, we were never involved. We, we don't say that we're involved either. For or sure. Like that. Right. But we would see it firsthand. Like, oh, damn, like that guy has like people around him. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, this is that guy or this is. This person, you know what I mean? But um, the guy who like just walks up to Alebrije yeah, like, with, a, Alebrije with here, 30 people waiting for, outside to get in. For the and... people that don't know, Alebrije was like, <laughs> there, was, there was a famous uh, club in Tijuana, right? And a lot of uh, well, drug dealers love to go there. Yeah. It doesn't matter where, where they're from, but that's a place where they like to go. And I mean, for some of you that have been there, you know that you'll see and you'll notice right away, like who's who, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I got to see not not just in TJ but Sinaloa. I love Sinaloa. Like yeah. I love soccer, so I'm for involved sure. in soccer for the people that don't know. Like I go over there and, and I'm involved with the soccer team there. But when I would go out, I would see this there too. You yeah. know what I mean? And the thing is is like 
some of them like there it's just like it's like over there it's like working at walmart bro like legitly they'll tell you like oh yeah like i work for this guy you know like and and my mom was the one that told me to go work for him because he helped her with her business at one point or yeah. like you know what i mean so it's 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 like culture over there and, and maybe in tj too but i mean i haven't met people like that yet yeah but over there is very yeah. like i like how you said yes. yeah <laughs> like he's lucky to go and meet somebody like that right like, <laughs> like that's what i go for when i go <laughs> to tacos you know what i mean but um yeah it was it was it just uh in a way it was yeah it was like surprising for me because i don't i don't know the culture over there but i was just there for the food yeah, and it, soccer it's fucking crazy i mean I, i've been able to go to guadalajara a couple times and i think it's definitely I the same you thing see the you same know thing the too. exact same thing there um but yeah man i mean i think i think this season does a really good job of kind of just showing you all the different cartels that are going on and uh and it, it leaves it off in a really good area. So I really hope yeah. they do bring back season three. I think it's going to be dope if they do. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited. I, the craziest thing, I will tell you this, and fuck you if you haven't seen it, right? Because it happened on episode yeah, two. I'm going to watch it anyway. <laughs> so um, Quavo from Migos comes Dude, out on it, he, right? <laughs> does he come out on the rest of the episode too? Uh, I, I can't tell. I won't say that because I want to spoil it for people because uh, they get pissed off and shit, you know? But uh, I swear to God, bro, that was... <laughs> that was like... That was the field. one... <laughs> that was like way in the field. That was the one that fucking caught me on guard. I was like, is that fucking Quavo from Migos here? <laughs> Um, right now, yeah, like. we got and then fucking with Chapo. That that shit was pretty funny. Um, the one thing I will tell you though, bro, um, I like the way that you know they they showed or you know Quavo was like, um, this is why we call it crack. It's like you hear it cracking as you and spark then, yeah, it, and then I was like, holy shit! This whole time <laughs> I've never realized why people um, called it crack. But then again, we're not crackheads, so exactly. We, <laughs> we fucking want to <laughs> go and look at the history <laughs> of crack and shit. You know? yeah, exactly. So. I mean, it really goes into stuff like that, but um, I was just a little, like, sometime back before even Narcos came out, yeah. I read something about Miguel Angel Felix Gallardo. Yep. He was a really smart guy, right? Yeah. But um, uh, Diego Luna was, was saying in an interview recently that they were asking him, like, hey, like, did you get to meet him? He's like, dude, like, honestly, like, I'm just here to do my job, and that's it. Like, I'm <coughs> not portraying, like, yes, yes, I'm portraying to be this character, but yeah. I'm going to go in out of my way to meet this guy because... Like, well, what is it going to do for me? Like, I'm studying my character through videos, maybe through whatever it is, reading about yeah. him. But he's like, I'm not I'm not going to try to actually go meet him, you know, yeah. because at the same it time. It makes sense. I mean, it's, it's a it's a touchy subject for some people. You yeah. know, some people do see these people as heroes and, yeah. um, you yeah. know, godfathers yeah. and they do a lot for the community itself. Yeah. Um, but then you also have to realize, like. They also but, killed a bunch of people, yeah, you know, it's, and it's and, like it's it's violence, you know, at the end of the day. But. You know, he was just talking about how, you know, he's like, this is like the biggest problem in our country right now. You know, he's like, just being honest that, you know, the biggest, probably the biggest murders are the ones wearing suits, you know? So, and it's true. He was just talking, going into detail about that, about how, um, you know, how he wants nothing to do with it, but, you know, he couldn't wait for Narcos to be over because he's like, dude, like, honestly, I'm just doing this because it's my job and I agreed to it and it's something we have to let the culture know. Yeah. But at the same time, now we're going into present. Like yeah. what it is right now. What's going on at the moment. And there's still some of them that are, that are alive. You know what I mean? Well, so, even the, the crazy thing is Miguel Angel Felix Gardo is still alive. He's still alive and I, this is what I saw from him recently. Like, he's just really old but he has Alzheimer's now. <clears throat> so at the same time, I think really why would you meet him when he's not okay anymore? Yeah. You well, I mean, that's the, I know... And this is my shit, right? When I look something and I like something, I go and do a bunch of research around yeah. it. So um, the guy's actually still alive. He's still in jail. 
Is he um, in San Diego? Because I, I heard that he was in San Diego. No, he, um, he was in the Altiplano in Guadalajara, oh, which okay, is our okay, maximum okay. security prison. Yeah. And then um, 2017, 2018, they actually transferred him to a second, like a lower level security. Yeah, he's just because old, he's getting man. fucking old, yeah. you know. And uh, apparently he's like tried to get out of jail, not like escaping or anything, but he's been saying like, hey, I'm already old as fuck. Um, I got Virgo, Virgo, I don't know what the fuck you say. He can't see, right? He can't really see that well, right? So he's just like, I'm old. I really can't see. Um, My health is fucking fucked up. Can I just serve my rest of the time at home? And um, if he does have one, because I mean, it's been 30, 40 years. Yeah. And and they basically said, no, like, no, fuck you. You're going to stay in prison. Um, Yeah. Like even even uh, Rafa Caro Quintero, like Mm -hmm. He was released not too long ago, too, yeah. and he's one of the characters in the show, you know, and, and when um, he got released, I don't know if you remember, but they made such a huge deal. Yeah. And it, it's weird because it's like, well, you, you had him, and you released him, but then you said we have to get him back now. Yeah, that show was a little weird. Like, How, you, Why would you release him in the first place when you said he shouldn't have been out? Yeah. But then he... Uh, I think he's in hiding right now because of that, right? He's hiding because of that, and he made an interview. I don't know if you saw it, yeah. too. Where he was saying, like, he's like, all he's I'm like, doing I'm, is just running. Yeah. Like, he's like, I have nothing. I have not involved in this anymore. Like, he can't even see his family. doesn't know where they're at anymore at yeah. this point, you know? And uh, he was like, I, I don't... He's like, I just. it's sad that I just have to be running now because they're trying to get me, but I, I'm not... I have nothing to do with this. He's like, I don't... I'm not involved in it anymore. Yeah. I don't have contacts with it anymore. I have no fucking money. Yeah, it's like... Um, in real... Like, you could tell by where the interview was, like, probably like a little... You know, it was a little ass house. little house. Yeah, like, yeah. maybe an apartment somewhere. Yeah, it looked but like you, my grandma's house back in the day, bro. It looked like my room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's... I was like, damn, man. Like, that's the reality of, like, at one point you were, like... At the top, top of the peak. At the top of the peak and, like, everyone was, like, escorting you everywhere. And, like, now it's, like, you just... Yeah, you're just running. Well, it's crazy because they obviously say that if you ever get involved into something like that, there's really only two ways out, right? You're either going to end up in jail or you're going to end up dead. Exactly. Um, So, I I don't know. Like, for some people, it's appealing. Um, For others, like you kind of said, it's just, like, it's, like, working at Walmart because there's there's really not much else things to do out there other than this. Exactly. Like, it's crazy. My my aunts are still, obviously, in Mexico, right? And they work, and they basically get, they get paid, bro, $75 to work a full week. And, um, $75 to, for a whole week of work. That's dude, eight and, and, hours. And going back to, like, no, you're right. Like, it's just, like, dude, like, okay, well, what? I'd rather put my life on the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And get paid well, maybe live a better <clears> life. And it's not probably, in, they, in their mind, I'm pretty sure it's like, it's not going to be long term. For sure. You know, but I can help my family one way or another. Um, when I went, I, this is, this is where I knew, okay, this is like real right now. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a neighborhood over there. Right, I don't really remember the name of it. But yeah, Julio Cesar Chavez Senior has a house there. Yeah, right. And isn't that like, where they captured uh, El Chapo's son? El Chapo's son, maybe. I think they captured. I think they said that they captured him around the same. It's like around the same because it looked like the houses. Were, yeah, like the houses were. They look, look kind of similar, but yeah. not. So, um, I remember they were like, "Yeah, like Julio Cesar Chavez Senior, like." That's open doors to his house. Like, it's a museum. You could literally just walk in, and he's there chilling sometimes with yeah. his old trainers, and they'll talk to you. And then we went, and it was true. He was actually I mean, there? He was there. Well, no, his his trainers were there. His trainers right? were there. Cool. And um, his, uh, Chavez Jr. was fighting that weekend, so he was in Vegas with Yeah, him. that makes sense. And then they're like, hey, like, you guys could come in and see the house. Like, uh, Chavez says, like, if whoever wants to see it, you know. I heard now he closed the doors. I heard you can't anymore. Really? Because it started becoming a problem. Really? Right? But, um, yeah, he, they let us in, and then we saw the house. He has his old school cars when he used to be in his peak. That's fucking Like, insane. all that stuff is still there. Yeah. And, well, he still uses them, you know, but I'm pretty sure he has a driver now. 
Um, and it, yeah, like it was, it was nice championship belts, all that stuff, right? And then after that, the tour that was given us like a rider or whatever, he's like, yeah. So this same neighborhood, he's like, his neighbor is a chop boy. He has a house here, like uh, one of his houses, right? Yeah. And over here is this guy, and over here is that guy, and over here is that. So the whole neighborhood, it was like a full street. They would tell you all, this, this, all, all of them, like yeah. the biggest of the biggest, right? And I'm like, dude, like, well, no wonder he said, like, he's very public about it. How it's like, you know, I'm friends with all of them, like with politicians, with the biggest narcs. Like, he's like, I've been friends with all of them. They even got followers to his kids, some of yeah. them, right? And um, I got to see that firsthand, you know. And, and yeah, you see like the Hummers parked outside, like all that stuff. So that's when I was like, damn, like this is this makes sense now. Then looking at it from an outside point, For sure. outside, like, oh, you want to just go in there and grab them? Like, no, it's not that easy, bro. You can't yeah. just go in there. When these guys like they are friends with the governor, all these other it, different yeah. Places. So it's like you live right next to the governor, and it's like, come on, are you really gonna start something with this guy? Yeah. You know? So it, it was really, it was a shock, and, and I definitely learned a lot from that as well. You know. Well, it's it's crazy, bro. I mean, I think that's why the series is doing so fucking well, and I, I'm super glad that they are taking out the Narcos Mexico series because it really just it shows that you know all the stories we heard as little kids yeah. um you know now we're able to see them on actually Damn, being portrayed man. and they got I'm some bad, cool man. people on there so um yeah hopefully you guys check it out if you guys haven't seen it I definitely recommend it if you guys are seeing it hurry the hell up and finish it cuz I already did um and then we you know we'll talk a little bit more about it as well the other thing that happened this uh this past weekend uh it's NBA All-Star oh, weekend yeah. NBA like All-Star uh, weekend LeBron jersey by the way thank you thank the you Black Mamba Edition. Yeah, you know, I had to get them Black Mamba. I got my happened. Black uh, Kobe. Kobe Bryant coming up. So that's fucking dope. Then, so. um, anyway, yesterday we were uh, we were able to see some crazy ass fucking dunks, which was insane. Um, <laughs> and uh, some people have uh, some opinions around it, man. What do you think? Do you think Eric Gordon won it, dude? Um, it should have been a tie <laughs> and taking it to the, to another. Like here, here's I get it in, in both because reason being, yes, it was pro basketball player. Yeah, right. But then again, he said it himself. He's like, dude, I scored 50s all the way to here. That's yeah, true. Whatever. I mean, I will tell you this, though. Luis is a little salty because he bet me money in the Aaron I Gordon was going to win. for Aaron Gordon. <laughs> and he didn't he fucking win. won it. He I really, I was about to send him the money because yeah. I thought I had lost. And no, it was a man, fucking was... shock when he got robbed. But you know what? I really like that Dwight Howard, though, was wearing the Kobe Bryant Superman. That was dope. That was a cool, cool little thing that on was, there. Yeah, I really like that. I also like the fact that um, the new... Um, MVP All-Star Award mm -hmm. is going to be called the Kobe Bryant All-Star Award. Yep. So, um, I really like that. I'm still wondering if they're going to change the logo to Kobe Bryant. I don't I mean, I don't know if the logo thing is going to happen. I uh, I definitely love the fact that they're honoring him in some way. Obviously, you know, um, we're recording this on Sunday, even though you guys are going to hear this tomorrow. But later on, it's the All-Star Game, and they're going to be wearing the 2 and the 24 in, in honor of him and his, and his daughter. So, yeah. I think that's really cool. I, I really do think it's really dope that they're changing the name of the trophy to the Kobe Bryant, yeah. um, eighteen all, uh, time All Star. He actually won or is tied for the most MVP um, in the All Star game with four, um, which is pretty crazy. So it's it's dope, man. That that guy did so much for the game and so much for a lot of people. So it's really cool just to kind of see him get. Wait for my jersey to come in. Also for those, I mean, you know this, but uh, yeah, for the people listening, I um, maybe this is a universe. I don't know what it was, right? But. The last year he played, I was like, damn, man, like, I have a feeling he's going to retire. Yeah. You know, I was like, I really want to watch him because he's one of my idols. I was like, I want to watch him play before he retires. I don't know when that's going to be, but I'm going to make an effort, right? Yeah. Bought tickets to a game against the Pacers. They played against Paul George when he was there at the time. Yep. 
And uh, the day it went, you know, it was like, I was like, maybe it's just the vibe here. But like, dude, like everyone keeps screaming Kobe's name. And each one of us in the arena got a letter, right? Yeah. It was that a was retirement a letter. Dear saying, basketball. Dear basketball. Thank yep. you for everything. And everyone kept screaming like, Kobe, Kobe, like MVP, MVP. And I was like, dude, like, is this normally how it is here? And then the guy right next to me was like, hey, bro, like, actually, he, he did a press conference today that he's going to be retiring. Yeah. You know? I was like, damn, man. Like, I feel like that night, like, I was part of, like, history. Like, damn. like that's, For sure, man. That's I mean, so he, went on, he went on to win an Oscar because of that. Damn. Which is crazy. And, I mean, that letter. I'm Honestly, I'm not jealous of a lot of people. I'm definitely jealous of you because you were there that day. Dude, I, um, I, I mean, the reason I am a Lakers fan is obviously because I grew up Kobe, during the Kobe and Kobe. Shaq we, era. I think you me, know? me and you both grew up going, uh, watching yeah. Kobe. And a lot of people say, oh, Michael was better. But honestly, like... Either you grew up watching Michael or you grew up watching Kobe. Yeah, well, this is a whole generation thing, yeah. and it's the same thing that's going on with LeBron. So, like, yeah, people comparing LeBron to I'm Michael. I'm pretty sure kids nowadays would be like, oh, LeBron. In the exactly, game. you know? Like, it just it depends on when you grew up watching the game. And if you grew up watching with Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is the greatest. If you grew up watching Kobe, Kobe's the greatest. And if you see LeBron, exactly. he's the greatest. And, you know, in a couple of years, there's going to be kids walking around saying that, I don't know, John Morant or Zion yeah, Williamson yeah. are the best player in the and world. It, it's understandable because it's like, these are your idols. Yeah. You know, it's like you you have your idol and that's what you look up to. But I think what changed it for me, maybe changed it for you too, like in all sports, you know, when I would see him, and, and it translates to all sports in general, what they call the Mamba mentality. Yep. You know, it's it's more of a, like, how do you work? How focused are you? You know, and I've watched a lot of interviews from Kobe mm-hmm. and he said it himself. It's like, what well, what is your priority? Like he would train four times a day. Yeah. Like four times a day and he would say to himself, it's like, well, he was like, when well, my daughters wanted to play, he's like, I would never say no because he's like, if I have like four four days, yeah, I have to have time for them. He's like, so I would sacrifice my sleep for them, yeah, you know. So that was something like I would say, like, damn, like that's that's true, like, and that's I think another reason why I started doing like two a days in soccer when I played, and then like football, well, football it was already two a day, so yeah, things like that, you know. So I understood, I started understanding what that mentality was of your level of focus. I don't know what you think about it. Um, I mean, the thing that I love the most about it is just, um, you know, I think he said it a couple times and some people have said it as well. Like he wasn't the most, um, he wasn't the fastest player, you know, he wasn't the most athletic player, but he was the hardest fucking working player there was, um, you know, and there's stories of, um, I forgot who exactly, but they were in the U.S. basketball team. And he was like, you know what? I got up earlier to go work out with my trainer thinking that I was going to get a head start on people, you know? So I woke up like at 4 a.m. I go out to the training room and I walk in and Kobe was there. there. I was actually Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade said this story. I just, I heard it a couple days ago. Um, But he said, you know, like I I walk in and Kobe's already there. And it's crazy. Like you're talking about a guy who is, you know, waking up at three in the morning to be a gym. He was the first one there, the last one to go and you know, he said it a, a lot of times, like he wouldn't go home until he hit a thousand free throws Yeah, and he was, you know, adamant about that. So that's, that's the crazy there, shit. That there's another story uh, like similar to the Dwayne Wade, uh, Dwayne Wade one. Uh, there was another player. I forgot his name. He's now a commentator, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, one time he's like, we were playing the Lakers, Shaq, the championship Lakers. Yeah. He was like, um, he was like, I'm going to show up early to Staples Center. He's like, I'm going to show up early to the gym. He's like, that way I could get a head start. I think it was Reggie Miller. I think Reggie Miller, I think yeah, that's who it was. I think I've heard the story. And then he he was like, you know, I show up to the gym. He's like, who was there? He's like, Kobe was there. He's like, and he was just doing like drills, like game drills. Not just like shooting, but game drills. He's yeah. like, so he's like, so that's fine. So I started practicing, right? He's like, already, he was already there before me. He's like, so I started practicing, started practicing. He's like, I started doing a bunch of throws. He's like, then I go sit down. He's like, and Kobe's still doing it, right? 
he's like, I go in the sauna and then come back out. He's still there, right? <laughs> so then he was like, after the game, he's like, we, he, he scored like 40 points on yeah. us. He's like, and then he's like, I go up to him. He's like, hey, you know, how come you work like that? He's like, he's like no, he's like, I saw you there. He's like, but I want to let you know that you can't outwork, <laughs> yep. you know? Yep. And then he's like, that's when I knew, like, where where his mind was and where he was going. You For know? sure. So it was, it was pretty special to hear that. It was pretty sick. But, I mean, I don't know how, like, players nowadays translate that. Like, is, like, LeBron. I, I, don't, I don't, I haven't seen anything from him like that. No, I mean, I think the big thing that LeBron's been able to do is um, he's realized at a very young age that he has to take care of his body, you know? Um, because he spends 1.5 million, million a year, right? Every single year just treating his body. And it's, it's, it's insane, bro, because he's on his 17th year playing the NBA. And this guy's still a fucking freak of nature. Like, you know, a couple of weeks ago they were playing and he goes out and he does that like reverse windmill dunk. Yeah. Like, dog, you're talking about a 35-year-old player who's been playing 17 years, most of them in the goddamn finals. His body should be torn down. Yeah. And this guy's still doing that. In it's insane. Shape, I, I really hope he gets to either play with or play against his son. I really do. Honestly. I think that's really what he's waiting for to retire, yeah. you know? And so another reason uh, why he moved to LA too, because yeah. I mean, for the future, thinking about the future, already. Yeah, I mean, the future for his kids are good. I'm pretty sure the Lakers might even get his son, right? That well, could be a possibility. We'll see where they land in the draft. I, I really think that he moved to LA for a lot of different reasons, but it's yeah. it's it's a big stage. I know a lot of haters don't like it, but it's a huge stage. It makes a difference if you're playing for Marketing the Lakers. Too. Marketing. Once you retire, money. he's going to be able to go into yeah. all his different production studios yeah. that he already has. Maybe come out in movies. Um, you know, the fact that he did Space Jam. It's a smart move. I mean, the yeah. dude's a smart guy. I do like his HBO uh, interviews. Have yeah, you watched the really barbershop. Good. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he went into um, my favorite one was probably the one he did with Will Smith and like Chance the Rapper and like a, a few other people. Yeah. But because they were also talking about like, they're, I mean, that's probably what they talk about. They're up and coming and what, what they thought. For sure. Like, you know, was. But the one with Will Smith, though, I don't know if you ever watched that one. I haven't watched the one with Will so Smith, no. there, there's a little story about Will Smith. I'm like, they're talking about mentalities, too, going back mm. to mentality. Um, do you know how Will Smith became the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Mm-mm. So he, he was broke. Was that his first role? First I think role it was, ever, right? Right? So he, was, he went broke while he was famous because of the IRS. He owed money, right? So he like owed money. Like a lot of motherfuckers do, yeah. Yeah, so. He, but he, the thing is, he's like, I, I just didn't pay them He's like, it's not that I forgot about it, I just didn't pay them. Oh, wow. So he's like, imagine me, he's like, I was a, uh, he's like, I was this big rapper, but I had no money, and I was in that in the bus. Yeah. So you're famous, but you're broke, and everyone's asking you for an autograph in the bus. That's fucking crazy. Right? He's like, so his girlfriend at that time was like, hey, like, you you can't be doing this anymore. You got to actually, you know, get your ass up and, like, go find something. So well, what do you want me to do? He's like, well, go to um, Arsenio Hall show. So our Arsenio Hall show was like a... Executive. The big talk show back yeah, in the big day. Talk it was kind of like and, the late night Jimmy Fallon. And he had access yeah. to it, right? So he went there. He's like, I went there. He's like, well, I'm just going to... He's like, what do you want me to do? Just go be there? He's like, yeah, just go be there and try to socialize with people or do something. Yeah. So he did. And then um, when he was there, right, I guess he met the real Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. Right? It was a guy from like, I don't know, not, not from... I don't think he was from Philadelphia. He was from somewhere else. But he ended up in Bel-Air. He became, I, I don't know, it's something to do with NBC. Yeah, right? okay. And uh, he, he met him that night. He's like, hey, you know what? Like, I think you'd be really good. I, I want you to meet Quincy Jones. He's like, Quincy Jones will, will probably like this idea of like you, like I want to do this thing called the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yeah. right? He's like, oh, all right, well, I'll go with you. So it was a mansion party, right? He's like, dude, like I went there. He's like, and then, I mean, obviously you're like lost. You're like, what the fuck's going on? He's like, but I met Quincy. 
He's like, and he's like, he's like, you wanna? He's like, yeah, you wanna do the show? This and that. He's like, yeah. He's like, what's what's your name? He's like, Will Smith. He's like, oh. He's like, what's the name of that video? He's like, oh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He's like, that's gonna be the name of the show, right? Really? This is oh, this all happened between like 10, 15 minutes. Holy shit! So then he's like, he's like, this is what we're gonna do. He's like, the the head of NBC is here. He's like, this person's here. This person's here, this person's here, right? He's like, this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you the script. It was like a random ass script. Yeah. He was like, you're gonna, I'm gonna give you 10 minutes. He's like, you're gonna get ready and you're gonna you're gonna perform it out here, right? And and this is all going down in the party at this the mansion. At the party, right? At the mansion. All right, he was this like, insane. this but this all the richest people are there. Know, yeah, the of world. course. So he was like, he was like, I was nervous, like I don't know what the fuck. And then he's like, hey Quincy, like I, he's like, can, can we schedule it for next week? He's like, he's like, he's like, you, what do you need? He's like, well, can we just do it for next? Week? He's like, what? Why next week? He's like, well, I need more time to prepare. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Well, he's like, or or in two weeks, he's like, okay. He's like. He's like, we could do it next week. He's like, but this is what's going to happen. You see the head of NBC right there? Yeah. He's, we're going to set up that appointment, but he's going to say he has something else to do, and he's going to reschedule. We're not going to be able to do that. Okay. He's like, either we could try to do that, or I can give you 10 minutes right now, and to I can it. change the rest of your life. That's fucking insane. And then, and then Will Smith was like, fuck it. Give me 10 minutes. Yep. He's like, so I just like, I started reading the script, right? He's like, Quincy Jones had movers in his house. Rearranged the entire house so he could do a cast <laughs> right there as an addition, right? He's like, so he re, like re, remodeled the entire house. He's like, legitimately, there was guys there. Like, yeah. this guy's fucking rich. Yep. He's like, so within like, I don't know, a few minutes, he did the, the whole uh, script and everybody loved it. Everyone was clapping, right? That's insane. He's like, and then Quincy Jones comes up. He's like, obviously, Quincy Jones is drunk. Yeah. You know? And then he tells the head of NBC, hey, did you like it? He's like, yeah, like so no, no. He said, did you fucking like it? Yeah. And then like the head of NBC was like, no, I liked it. Yeah. He's like, all right. He's like, dude. He's like, I was broke. He's like, there was lawyers there. He told he told the head of NBC's lawyers, hey. He's like, well, do you have a lawyer? He's like, man, like I don't have a fucking lawyer. <laughs> he's like, you're gonna be his lawyer. Like he started telling other people's people lawyers. What he was gonna do. He's like, you're gonna do the contract. This is what it's gonna be. This is the name of the show is gonna be Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He's like, the lawyers went to the limo. They went to the limo. They drew up a contract. They took a picture of it, and I signed it there on the spot. That's insane. A few weeks later, we started shooting the French Prince of Bel Air. Bro, that's it, fucking nuts. Yeah, that's fucking, a nuts ass story. I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, you I'm have to. It. I mean, it's exactly how I said it, but he says it like even more. Of detail, course, right? I mean, it's him I'm there a, at the end of the day. I'm gonna send it to you. It was so sick. He also um, so that that's just like the mentality of maybe. You know, the universe, like different things. And, and they talked about that with LeBron James. You know, how. But isn't it crazy how at the end of the day, 10 minutes, you know, 10 minutes can change your fucking entire Dude, life. And, and he was like, it was a do or die situation because Quincy was like, he's like, oh, right, right. he's like, yeah, we could do that. But this is going to happen. He's going to reschedule and it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. I can give you 10 minutes right now and you can change your entire life. Like, and, and it's it, true. I mean, dude, look at where he's at now, yeah. bro. But that's, like that, that's, that's what I get back to, dude. It's insane how these opportunities can arise and, uh, you know, 10 minutes can really change the, the rest of your life. That's why you just got to fucking do it. I mean, at the end of the day, I think everybody has fears around things and people want to be prepared to do things, but sometimes you just got to fucking... I don't feel for whatever it is you want to do, you're never going to be prepared, bro. You're never going to be prepared. You just got to do it. Yeah. You just got to fucking do it. I mean... Regardless whether it goes it goes great or it doesn't, I mean, you're still gonna 
things are going to work out yep. either way, right? So I feel that that's, that's like a, a big lesson that I learned from that is like you just got to fucking go for it. And yeah. just like Nike says, man, just do it, right? Just do it, just <laughs> just do do it man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. Um, that's dope. I think that's a perfect place to end this week's episode. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to continue to do this every week. Um, new studio is set up. Going back to the name of the podcast, we're trying to brainstorm some ideas right now. So if you guys have some ideas of what we can call it, you let us know and let us know why. Yeah, so I mean, uh, we'll continue to do what we're doing. Uh, Luis is going to uh, jump in and going to be a co-host here every single week nowadays. We're going to rebrand the podcast uh, one more time on there. Um, so yeah, if you guys have some ideas, uh, any topics that you guys want us to cover next week, go ahead and shoot those our way. And uh, we'll Thank see you, you guys next Thank you for everything, guys. Um, I'll post on my Instagram too. I'm pretty sure Richie will too uh, when this will air. Yeah. So just stay tuned. And, uh, of course, it's Monday, people, so hopefully you guys are driving to work. Hopefully you guys have an incredible week, and we'll see you back here next week. That's Later. what's up.